fantasy news, fantasy updates, fantasy clowning. We doing it all the time, baby. Champ and chump, fantasy dump. I'm your host, Chump. <laughs> the champ's here. I'm with my boy, Champ. We call him Commiss Tommy B. Forfeiting a season to get picks for the next year? Is it worth it? I mean, he's a nut job and a half, man. <laughs> Damn, boy. Champ and Chump, fancy dumb. Here it is, folks. Champ and the Chump Fantasy Dump. Week three is in the books. We have some COVID cases, but we still play a football, baby. Champ, how we doing today? I'm good, man. Uh, you know, don't have it over here, so we we chilling. Exactly, man. Like, and they're I love it. They're like, oh, we'll skip a day. We're just gonna go play Monday. It's all good. It's all good, baby. Yeah, might get another doubleheader on Monday night, or they're talking maybe Tuesday. Might get some Tuesday night football. Hey, the more, spread them out. I don't care. Take a whole week of football. I don't care. Right, that's what I'm saying. Can we get Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every day? Exactly. I mean, the matchups this week were so juicy. Some of the f- the funnest football games I've watched in a while. God, I, I love the, I love when matchups just they don't disappoint. You know. Uh, I think there was like 10 or 11 one-score games, like the final score ended up. So, they, I mean, <laughs> they were just they were close games all around. And then, and then that Monday night game was just fun to watch as well. I was just watching Patrick Mahomes, not Pat. Was, his, yeah, not, his mom uh-huh. will get on you about that. That's weird. But watching Patrick Mahomes throw it around was fun. Let's go through it, though. So let's go through our week three recap. Give me one of your biggest surprise um, stars, surprise duds, you name it. Give me just something that shocked you this week um, and this great week of football. Let's hear it. Uh, so, I mean, it's just taken right from the top, but Elvin Kamara. I was looking at his stat line, and, you know, in Yahoo, at least, when you, you click on a the player, they only show you the rushing for the running backs and show six carries for 58 yards. But somehow he puts up, like, 40 points still. And this man had, what do you have, 13 catches, 139 yards, and two touchdowns. This is in the league. This is all positions, running backs, receivers, tight ends. He's second in targets. This is for last week only. Second in targets, tied for first in receptions, third in yards, and tied in second with two touchdowns. I mean, it's it's a running back, but he's acting like a receiver out here. I mean, he is he part lizard? Because he has to be the slipperiest motherfucker on that field. I mean, he's fast. Don't get it twisted. But would he break six tackles in that long pass? Oh, man. They can't wrap him up. There's something about him. It's the way he runs, his balance. They showed his uh, workout regimen and all on the, on the BOSU balance balls, catching. Um, they yell at a, a color. He's catching that color side. He's a freak, and he just showed out on, what was it, Sunday Night Football? Yep. And just – Told everybody, this is, you know, this is why you pick me. You argued top three, top four in fantasy. Oh, yeah. Obviously, everyone was Maybe even top two. You, you, you even had him. I think, did you have him as your second running back? Uh, I think I still had Barkley up there, but I think I, I think I had Kamara at four at one point. But, man, just the way you look into him and then just coming out with that news that his knee was so messed up last year and he was still playing through it and whatnot. But, man, he looks so good out there this year, and especially with Michael Thomas out. They're just feeding him the rock. Feeding him the rock. Absolutely feeding him the rock. Um, yeah, and especially with Breeze, literally can't throw him 10 yards, you know, oh, over 10 man. yards. He's he's looking rough. He's going to be the juiciest uh, player down the stretch, especially when that arm gets even more tired. Oh, so that yeah. means what? 
you're going to go to Michael Thomas and you're going to go to Elvin Kamara for those dishes, those dinks and dunks, and get your way down to the field and score a tutty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Latavius Murray had 12 carries compared to Kamara's six. And you're like, he looked good, too. Yeah, you're going into a game and you're like, oh, Murray's going to double Kamara's carries. Like, that's not good for Kamara, but it's just his passing work that he's getting. They're just – they're designing plays for him to get in space. And then, like you said, Brady's just dumping it off every time. You find a way to give your best player the ball. It doesn't matter if it's a pass or a run. You just give the ball in his hands and let him do his work. Exactly. So what you got? What was uh what caught your eye this weekend? I mean, there's a couple. I I'm gonna I'm gonna put one I'm gonna put a, a pro here. I'm gonna put a, a positive, and that's Josh Allen is elite. Ooh. Elite uh quarterback or elite fantasy football quarterback or just elite overall? Elite fantasy football quarterback. I'm not gonna put him into the the elite quarterback, but he is the real deal. We talked about him before. He has 12 total touchdowns in three games. That the list of those in the first three games is like Payne Manning, Russell Wilson, God, Drew Brees. I think they're in um, Tom Brady. The the I mean all future Hall of Famers. Josh Allen just made that list. With 12 total touchdowns and only one interception. Yeah, he fumbles a little bit. But this is my biggest surprise is that they came out. They punched L.A. in the mouth. They they didn't, but their defense let them back in. And they came back with a sketchy call. I'll give you that pass interference card. It was sketchy. <laughs> but they came back and won that game with another back corner pass that Matt Stafford would be uh, – Needs to take notes in. Uh, we'll get to that later. But a nice touch of the ball into that back end zone. For a touchdown. And then, I mean, Croft, it doesn't matter. Uh, Diggs is huge there. The run game looked good. Um, Singletary did his thing. They're a good team. And I think the leader of that team is Josh Allen. He's playing number, what is he, number three or four? He's number one or two fantasy quarterbacks this, uh, in the first three weeks. I don't know off the top of my head, but you have, you know, he's up there in the top five yeah, I think quarterbacks. two or three. I mean, it's Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes are the top three, like depending on your scoring and whatnot, but those are the top three. And like, I've wanted to hate, I, I think we both hated him this year. Yep. And he's just, you know, shoving it up our ass. He's putting it, you know, saying we're wrong, but. I know. Th- this was the challenge game because the first two weeks I talked to him like, well, he hasn't played anybody yet. Yep. L.A. looks like the L.A. team of old, and they showed out, and they, they competed, and they won. And I think this is a, a good challenge for him, and it's a good, cha- it's a good uh, challenge for the owners as well that they can now solidify him as the uh, quarterback one on their, their team, their roster, set him and forget him, don't worry about it anymore. You got your guy. I'm with you. I was with you on the, the Rams thing. I wanted to see him do it against a better team than the Jets and the Dolphins and the Rams. They got good defense. They got good off. I mean, they were down, what, they were down – 28 to 3 in the third quarter, the Rams were. And they yeah. came back and took the lead and didn't phase Josh Allen, came out and threw the game winner. That was a good loss for LA, in my opinion. Like they, they you know, showed some heart. Yeah, they didn't give a up. Loss is a loss, but yeah, their team looks good. Uh, Cooper Cup showed out. But uh, what I took out of that is Josh Allen is the real deal in fantasy quarterback this year. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, I need- you got another, anything else shock you? Yeah, uh, I was going to go in the other route there on quarterback play in Carson Wentz in that Bengals game. Holy moly. Eagles and the Bengals. Like, no one wanted to win. No, they they, get, they gave the white flag. Yeah, six punts in overtime. How do you have six possessions? I mean, this is both teams combined. Six punts in overtime. Like, you're not going for it on any fourth down and to try to win the game. You're just going to walk out of there with a, a tie? Yeah, they're happy with it. Yeah, that that's huge. I just I feel like as a player, me personally – if I'm playing on that team, I would rather almost lose the game than tie the game. 
Like, at least you go out swinging. At least you're going out there trying. You're just punting the game away. Like, here, you take it. See if you can score. So That's a wild scene. I um, God, even – especially at the Carson Wentz side of the ball. I mean, you have an excuse in a rookie quarterback and, like, all right, well, you know, right, we'll yeah. take the tie. You got a guy that was arguably the quarterback NFL MVP two years ago. Um, was it two years or three? Yeah, years? it was, it was two or three. Whenever, whenever, whenever he got injured, mm-hmm, that Super Bowl year. Now he just looks like a, I don't know. He just looks like a shell of himself. I, his passes, every time he drops back, it looks like it's going to be interception. Mm-hmm. Um, he fumbles. He holds on to the ball too much. He gets sacked too long. I mean, too much. He, you know, he just wait. He just, I don't know what it is. I, I can't explain it. Yeah, they have no weapons. Um, Rieger seems like he's on IR for a long time. Um, Elshon Jeffries is practicing this week. Deshaun Jackson is Deshaun Jackson, soft tissue issue. issue. Um, get him off. Don't just drop him completely off your team. Yeah, what disappointment. But I don't know. Dallas Goddard's on IR. So there is some excuses for him, but just the turnovers. Um, then be the Drew Brees offense then. You know, throw the ball five yards. Don't make it small enough so you can't make a mistake. Yeah, they got to change something out there because he does not look comfortable. I mean, the offensive line – it's going through injuries, the receivers, it's everybody there. I don't know. I don't know what's in the water out in Philly, but it ain't good. No, that water seems like it's dirty. What about you? Anything else uh, catch your eye? Anything else you were? Um, yeah, uh, I'll, go, I'll I'll get in that same uh, uh, game. T. Higgins looks like he mm. they they made it a point to utilize their draft pick. You know, mm-hmm. they healthy scratch John Ross. Surprising. <sighs> I mean. I mean, it is, but it is. I mean, when you look back at it, it's not. But, like, at first glance, you're like, what? Yeah. But then they they targeted T. Higgins the most. He had the most yards. He had two touchdowns. Um, I picked him up in our team or in our league. Um, obviously, I'm not going to start him right away. But it's interesting that maybe this Burroughs T. Higgins is what Zach Taylor wants and is the future of the the program or the the franchise. So let's let's get it right now while we're 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 in this learning curve. Is Eagles secondary? I mean, they had Slay, but like they looked pedestrian. I mean, the whole the games. I, what I took about that is T Higgins is that tall. He you know he's a big target and he could be a red zone threat the entire year. He knows how to go up and get it. Exactly. I was very hesitant, but he showed he showed promise this week, and that was another takeaway, a surprise I had because he was I, I, okay. I'll put the rookie wide receivers as my big surprises: T. Higgins and Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Um. I I was I hate rookie wide receivers, but when they both show out, especially Jefferson too, um, they switched him from the slot and put him outside this week. Thank you, Lord. He is a way better wide receiver out there. He showed out. He looked like the best player on the field at, at points. Obviously, with Delvin Cook running the ball, too. They still lost because that's how Minnesota does this year, I guess. Yeah, he brought the explosion to the offense that they were kind of missing from when Diggs left. Yeah, he looked good. They finally got him outside to do his thing. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the the two rookie wide receivers this week as my big surprise is in T. Higgins and um, Justin Jefferson. This, And then my other ones I had was – Dallas every fucking year. Kellen Moore needs to get out. Zeke is the, is arguably the best running back in the NFL, and he had 34 yards rushing on uh, 14 carries or 12, 12 to 14 carries for 34 yep. yards. 14. Have an identity. You can't just throw the ball all the time. You have to establish a run, especially through a, a, a Seattle offense that is just picking you apart. Slow the fucking game down, and they didn't, and that's why they, okay, they caught the L. Yeah, I agree with that, that – uh Zeke needs to – they need to get time of possession a little bit more. 
it seems like Dallas is kind of playing to their opponent. Like they're playing the Seahawks, so they're just going to go out there and sling it, try to outscore them. And that seemed like they were doing that last week with Atlanta. I know they were down early, so they kind of had to, but it just seems like they're just playing to their opponent too much and they got to get their own identity. I know it's a new coach and it's the same offense coordinator, but it's still a different head coach and different philosophy in that locker room and whatnot. So let's hope they can get figured out because this is definitely a surprise starting one and two as the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean... And the team, I don't know, It's it always frustrates me when you see Zeke, you know, do his thing and then they just shy away from him. I don't know the reason. If I was a Dallas Cowboys um, fan, I'd be very pissed off, but I'm not, so I don't give a shit. Do what you got to do. Right. But if, as a fantasy owner, I'm very heated that Zeke didn't get the more touches. He had some, I think he had maybe four or six catches, but that was all garbage. Like, that was when they were doing their uh, – um, Dak did that crazy uh, breakaway from the sack type thing. He was dinking and dunking with Zeke just to get him down the field so he can have an opportunity to score. It is what it is. That's just another takeaway I had was like, hey, that's your fucking bread and butter. Use him all the time. I'm with it, man. You gotta, you gotta, can't give Zeke 14 carries and let Dak throw it 57 times in a game. Like That's not a recipe for success. No, definitely not. And um, they'll figure it out. I think Mike McCarthy needs to take over play calling, though. He might need to. All right, let's get let's get to the recap though, dude. There's been there were so many good games. What do you want to start with? You want to start with that Thursday night game, and the not even a surprise because Fitz Fitz Magic does this what three times a year? Oh, at least I mean, it was a ugly game at start, but it seemed like Dolphins were just in control the whole time. I don't know what was going on in Jacksonville. They were the home team and everything. Gardner just looked out of place. James Robinson actually had a good game. He had a couple touchdowns and. I think mm-hmm. over 100 total yards. But, yeah, Fitzmagic was just slinging it out there, doing his thing. He was running around, taking hits. I mean, I thought we were going to see two at one point, the amount of hits that Fitz was taking. The motherfucker taken. was diving head first. I'm like, buddy, you're, you're damn near 40. Yeah, easy now. But, I mean, yeah, it turned out to be an okay game for Thursday night. Uh, I would like to see more scoring from the Jaguars a little bit, keeping it more interesting. It did seem like uh, they were missing DJ Chark out there a little bit. The yeah. Chris Conley was the number one target receiver, I believe. Dropped a lot. Dropped a lot, though. He dropped, I think, two big passes mm-hmm. I watched during that. and two. I think there were two first downs, too. Yeah, and, and Char- those are big. And I think Chark sure had a guy, bigger guy, um, might come up with those. What I took away from that, they put Chenault in at kind of like that, uh, that Cordell Patterson mm-hmm. type guy where he's a running back. Wide receiver, like so. That's interesting too to to take note if you he's on the waivers. Maybe you know if you need somebody as a flex, he's def. They're definitely looking for him to get more touches. He was interesting to me. Um, Gaskins getting I think twenty seven touches was interesting to me as well. That one came out of nowhere a little bit to me as well. You got I mean you signed Jordan Howard, you traded for Matt Breida, and you already had Miles Gaskin on the roster, and now Gaskins getting twenty seven touches in the game. It's just it's weird. I mean, he didn't do as much as he should have with 27 touches, but um, it sucks because, like, he'll do all the work and then Jay Howe for the goal line touch. And it's like, and that's what you want to do, go for it. But it's hard to trust gas. I mean, I love the touches, but it's hard to trust that offense with that crowded backfield and, and giving the the vulture the, the points. Yeah, I mean, he had 27 touches, but he only had 95 yards. I mean, 27 touches, you're not breaking 100 yards, and you don't get any touchdown looks. It's not. Yeah. I mean, it's not that great for fantasy because you're not going to get those big games. But he wasn't even a top twenty running back with twenty seven touches. Mm-hmm. 
and that that just that's Miami. They just spread the ball around so much. Yep. All right. So that that was Thursday. Um, 49ers, Giant, New York Giants. Giants suck. Fucking snooze fest, man. There's nothing there. Brutal. Brutal. Devontae Freeman pickups. Yeah. Sorry about that. Deion Lewis starts. Yeah, I think I think Freeman will will come around a little bit. Oh yeah. I mean, what do you have? Like two days? Yeah, two days with the team, but and look like a mess with Gallman and Lewis and Freeman all rotating in and out. I think they want to get Freeman going and just gonna take time to learn the playbook and get back on his feet. Yeah. There's nothing to say about that, that no. game. I mean, Debo's back for 49ers next week. He's practicing this week. Brent Ayuk kind of had that Chenault type day where he he got the ball running as well. Yeah, three carries for 31 yards. One of them was a touchdown, and he was also the leading receiver on the team. So you'd like to see that stick, but I think once Debo comes back and, you know, once Garoppolo's back and once Mostert's back, you get all these weapons back. And Kittle's coming back this week. I saw he was practicing in full today. So. Is, McKinnon, is McKinnon injured still? I mean, he had that rib issue. Yeah, I don't know. I either called it an upper rib or a lower rib, not even like a just a rib overall. So I don't know how bad of an injury it is. I didn't. Th- I don't think he practiced today, so we'll see. I mean, he had 14 carries. He didn't do much when he scored a touchdown, but only 38 yards. And then Jeff Wilson put up a Jeff Wilson stat line with 12 carries for 15 yards. So they definitely need Mostert back. Wilson had... Too. He did do better receiving. He had three for 54 and a touchdown receiving, so he filled in nicely. McKinnon had a nice game as well because of the touchdown. So they were good fill-ins if you picked them up this week. But we expect Mostert to be back probably not this week, but next week I would assume. Yeah, and it'll just change. It'll change back, especially with Kittle back and then Raheem back and Jimmy G. They'll get back to their own. That was a big one. I mean, not a big one because Giants are terrible, but it's a good win for them with their backup QB in. And Mullins was, was dealing a little bit, so – that was pretty much it for that. I, I mean, whatever. There's a there's a lot of bad teams this year. This is the my issue is this this is a bad fantasy game. I mean, for some, is this Washington football team and the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns running game is the real deal. Chubb's Chubb is the real deal. Hunt is still a valuable uh, fantasy uh, starter. You can start him as your flex. Yep. Any week. Baker is don't fuck up. And Odell Beckham is the. 70 yard uh six receptions for 70 yard wide receiver so yeah they're not throwing the ball a lot no and so they're run heavy that's fine don't make a mistake run heavy so if you're owners of the cleveland browns running backs you're loving this offense if you have odell even juice landry it's tough i still feel like juice over odell in most cases just because that home run threat is not going to be in their offense a lot. They're going to be very run heavy, almost like a Tennessee Titans type of offense. And that's how you win ball games for them. And that's more power to them. And on the flip side, Haskins and their pass catching guys, sorry for your luck. Oh, man. They, Haskins is just picking up right where he left off last year in the struggling department. Just another three interceptions. He fumbled twice, lost one of those. Uh, Antonio Gibson fumbled, and they lost that one. Just this team's just kind of a, they're like a mess, but you expect them to be a mess, so it's not really like a storyline, you know. Like you're Terry McLaurin's gonna get his catches, he's gonna get his yards. Sometimes he'll get in the end zone, have a big game, but there's really no. I mean, Antonio Gibson for all the hype he's had, he did get in the end zone this week, had 49 like, yards, nine, nine carries. He, yeah, he had nine carries. Nine, yeah. Receiver had a carry. McKissick had five. Peyton Barber still getting carries. I mean, it's just. Nobody on that – they had 22 carries as the team, and no one had more than nine. So there's not a workhorse there. It's just a matter of Antonio Gibson can break one or get in the end zone. Yeah, I hate that. I, uh, yeah, it's hard to rely on anyone outside of Terry and T. 
Terry still scares me a little bit, but at the fact that he's all they have, and they're going to be playing catch-up every game anyways. So he's going to get his. Do you want to talk? You have Cam on one of your teams. Our, our, our league you do. Patriots just did what Patriots did. Waller had two catches. You know, Raiders just came off a big, huge win against New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, on their high horse, Patriots can't come with a loss. You know how that works. Belichick's like 100 and over in, you know, after lost games. They just wore him down. What about Sexy Rexy? Jesus, dude, he's all over the place. Three touchdowns. He he. Sorry, but he you waste your waiver pick on him though. In my mm-hmm. opinion, because now you got James White coming back. Damian Harris is now off of IR. Mm-hmm. Rex had a great game, but that's what Patriots do. You know, if he had a great game and let's say he missed team meetings Monday, he'd be off the team. So <laughs> it is what it is. But it shows you that Cam offense will wear on you in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was a close game, and then all of a sudden it became a. You know, damn near a blowout right at the end because that's a big fella running down with you. And then Rex as the the James White is is a stud. That's an impressive team. They're they're winning a different way, but they're winning the ways they need to win. Yeah, they don't care about their stats or their fantasies or anything. They're just going for the wins, which, I mean, NFL teams are doing that. They're just going for the win. But even Sony Michelle got in in the action. He had nine for 117. He broke a yeah, little fifty yard run. So they I mean they just did what they needed to do and they got the dub. Uh I like to see I would like to see more from Cam. It seemed like they didn't want to run him that much this game. He had nine carries, but one of those went for twenty one yards and he finished with twenty seven yards. So it just didn't and he I don't think he had any in the in the side the five or inside the ten. No. It just seemed like they were like, All right, we're gonna give you the week off this week and we're just gonna run all these six running backs that we have. Yep, just run it down the throats to warm down. That's gonna be every week. They're gonna fi- you know figure out what what the opening is and they're gonna take it. If it's Cam, if it's Cam. If it's Rex, if it's Rex. If it's James White, it's James White. If it's Julian Edelman, it's Julian Edelman. Um, if it's it's not gonna be Nikhil Harris. So sorry guys, sit him right now. But it is what it is. Yeah, on the other side of the ball, uh, Henry Ruggs, he did not play this week, I believe. He's not in stat sheet. No, so. they're. They're they're missing him. Edwards is going to be out this week as well. So Hunter Renfro's a little a little pickup if you need a receiver. He's going to see a lot of targets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had six for eighty four and a touchdown last week, so he, he can get it done out there. You know, he's a solid slot receiver. Derek Carr seems to like him going back to last year as well. Yeah, it's fun. They're talking about how he just showed out against the Patriots. So it's like, all right, well, Patriots are going to have him in a couple years. So. <laughs> yeah. Once Edelman's gone, they're going to sign Renfro. Yeah. They're like, all right. He played well against us, so we're going to take him and you know for six years and have him be the most receptions of you know the NFL seasons right. every year. So that'd be funny. I can see it. That's the that's the Belichick way. All right, let, do you want to talk? I mean, tale as old as time. Falcons blow a big lead. Big Dick Nick knows how to come in and, and win games. Yeah. So how about that? How about they were? What were they down? Sixteen points in the third quarter. Yep. And it, that was all they needed to take Trubisky out. That was a quick pull. It, was, it seemed like a very quick pull. It seemed almost like Nagy was just waiting for an opportunity. Yep. And that was a, definitely a quick pull. He got it, and Foles came in. Foles, he looked good. He threw 188 yards, three touchdowns. He did have a pick, but they had. I mean, but through the that two. That pick was that pick was 50-50 though, too. <laughs> that that was a weird pick. Jimmy Graham came out and. Was saying that he was making checkdowns at the line of scrimmage. He was calling different plays. I think at one point Jimmy Graham said, "Oh, we have that play," or like he didn't even know that the play was able to be called at the line of scrimmage or something. So ah, Nick Foles doing Nick Foles. Nick thing. Foles is trying to come out, win a job again as being the backup. So we'll see. Uh, they announced he is starting this week. So I think that's all signs up for the Bears' offense minus. 
Minus Tariq Cohen, though, who lost ACL. So it's a big David Montgomery, Allen Robinson, maybe Anthony Miller. But, yeah, that's a big uptick for their offense. Let's see if they can hold out. Mm-hmm. What about Jimmy Graham? Yeah, what the fuck is this guy doing? I mean, Nick Foles has always loved tight ends and slots in his career he's always liked them i mean philly did so i mean jimmy's still he's still old he's gonna not put up 100 yard games here and there but he has a touchdown threat still he's still six foot seven he can still jump um i mean if you're if you're really needing a tight end or maybe it's a bye week or your guys hurt or whatnot yeah scoop him up i mean he's finding the end zone yeah i mean if you catch he caught two touchdowns and six catches for 60 yards this week obviously they were playing for behind making that comeback win but still i mean from him from green bay last year you thought he was just mm-hmm. a dead fish out there and he just he's finding the end zone which is weird they have like 10 tight ends and they just drafted a tight end too but old jimmy's doing old jimmy things yes sir falcons though like you said taylor's all the time they just can't hold on to a fourth quarter lead what for whatever reason yeah they just can't do it even with the in my opinion the upgraded running back in todd Gurley. i mean he had a good game though 14 for 80 in a tutty so that's todd Gurley. he was doing his thing but it's just whatever reason they just can't put a game away it just crazy Absolutely nuts. Weird. Julio Jones, I think, might be coming back this. I mean, it's going to be a Monday, so he's going to have a longer rest day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a fun Monday night game, though. We'll see how they look uh, against uh, Green Bay. Oh, they do play Green Bay as well. Yeah, we'll see if uh, someone can knock. It's 0-3 versus 3-0 there. It's going to be a lot of our fantasy owners, too. That is true. A lot of options. On side. We'll see if uh, two big-name receivers, Julio coming back maybe, and then maybe Devontae Adams coming back as well. All right, we went over the Bills and the Rams. Uh, Zach Moss is back, so Singletary might be a, a lower in the snap count. Um, yeah, back to that split a little bit, not knowing. Who's going to be in when play call comes for the touchdown or whatnot. So it's tough to – I still put Singletary over Moss just because he's been doing it and he's showing he can do it. But you just got to keep in the back of your mind that Moss is still there. Rams have a bye week or JV game against the Giants this week. So just look forward to starting your Rams if you have them on your team. All right, let's get over that team, that game. We've already went over it. Um, Steelers and Houston Texans. It's a closer game than I thought. I just feel like the Texans are missing – D hop, that's it. They they don't have a bad team. It's just Bill O'Brien. So that's a fr- that's such a frustrating move. Well, I mean, when you don't score, they didn't score any points in the second half. So you're not going to win a game when you don't score any second half points. But no, it's Steelers clamp down defense. I don't know. I mean, Randall Cobb had a game, which was good, good for him. I still and Will Fuller had a game, which went from goose egg to that's what he does though. I'm not going to trust any of those wide receivers. Steelers, James Conner had a good game. Yeah, he's t- he's turned it around a lot from your week one rant. You still feel you feeling better about Conner now? Yeah, I mean, I started him, so I'm feeling better about him. I'm keep putting him in my lineup. Um, they're utilizing him more. Benny Snell is nowhere to be found, which is good. Anthony McFarlane got involved last week. Yeah, that's something I might be concerned about, but we'll we'll get there further down the line. But as of now, James Conner is Mike Tomlin's bell cow. Thank God. He's yep. not bullshitting me. No, he, he looked good when he's out there. I mean, that's always been the case. He's always looked good. It's just a matter of staying out there and keeping it up. Yeah, he's playing for a fucking contract, so you better you know keep it up the entire year. That's true. This is true. Yeah, Big Ben doing Big Ben things, throwing a couple touchdowns. Yeah. He looked, it looks like he hasn't missed a step from that offseason uh, surgery. No. Um, Deontay Johnson might be out this week. We'll see further down in the week. I mean, I have Chase Claypool. It could be a juicy matchup. It could be, but that's the uh, that's the game versus the Titans that we don't know 
if it's going to be Monday or Tuesday or maybe oh. it just gets postponed altogether. But I think I saw that Mike Tomlin was saying at the press conference after practice today that they are planning on Monday for the game. So I mean, Malcolm Butler gets mossed all the time, mm-hmm. and, and this could be a Claypool moss-type game if Deontay Johnson does not play. James Washington, watch out for him too. Juju, obviously, is Juju's wide receiver one in that that facility but um fun fun game um closer than you thought but Steelers won and the Steelers are sneaking you know sneaky 3-0 team they are they're look I mean their defense is carrying them for sure their offense does what it needs to do they're not doing anything crazy but they're they're putting up their points their defense is holding the other team so they are looking like a good pick that you had uh in the offseason there with Pittsburgh and Buffalo both 3-0 yep Titans and Vikings we talked about Jefferson Derrick Henry woke up with two touchdowns finally he did come and welcome himself in the 2020 season with some tutties. That's how he goes, though. That's how he does it, though. Owners of him know this. Um, he is a playoff winner, not a not a regular season in fantasy purposes game breaker. But he, you know, finding the end zone two times is a good start of the season um, for owners of Derrick Henry. Yeah, we'll see if uh, AJ Brown's coming back or not. He's- That's big because Tannehill's. Then what they got that? What is? That speedster, I don't even know his name anymore. Caliph Raymond? Yes. That's looks like their weapon. Corey Davis did Corey Davis lines, you know, five catches for sixty five yards or whatever it was. Yeah, Johnu Johnu Smith leading the team in targets this week. Yeah. That's my guy. He looks solid. He's top three tight end in fantasy so far. He's huge. He's gonna be huge the entire year. I think he is gonna be he solidify him as an offensive threat for the Tennessee Titans. And mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Vikings, they have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen luckily got a touchdown. Otherwise that stat line is garbage. Delvin Cook did Delvin Cook shit and Vikings found a way to lose. So Yeah, 0-3 Vikings. That's uh that's a definitely a surprise to me just overall as a team just coming into the year. You That's a good fucking 0-3 team. Yeah. Well, their defense is looking like a mess for whatever reason. Like the, losing those guys, bringing the other guys in. I mean, they brought in a rookie corner. They brought in Ngakwe from Jacksonville. And it just seems like the guys that they lost, they couldn't replace with these other guys. And they're just not vibing out there. They're just getting thrown all over, basically. I mean, Tannehill went for 321 this week. Yeah, I mean, and Tannehill looks good. I mean, he's he's definitely – they're missing A.J. Brown because they don't have a game-breaking wide receiver. I mean, they have that Raymond who's a long threat, but – Yeah, he's a deep ball threat. He's not one that's going to take a slant to the house like A.J. Brown. No, that's all I say about the team. I mean, it is what it is. They're, some of their studs played, came showed out. Some of them obviously just were injured, so – I got nothing else to talk about that game. Let's talk about the Panthers and Chargers. Panthers finally got a dub. They did. I, in fantasy-wise, I was very impressed with Herbie. He can sling it, man. His arm is, I don't think his arm was ever the question. I think it came down to his decision-making. They're they're trusting him 40, I mean, they were down, of course, but 49 pass attempts. Mm -hmm. And motherfucking K.A., Keenan Allen, had 19 fucking targets on my bench. Feeding him. 13 for 132 and a tutty. Man, if that's all day, I mean, if that's how they're going to utilize Justin Herbert and his big-ass arm, I'm all for it. I was very impressed with his the way he looked on the screen. Um, yeah, they got an L, but I don't care about the L. I care about the fantasy numbers, and he looked good. He looked good as a passing threat, and that bumps up Keenan Allen. That bumps up Austin Eckler. Um, Mike Williams does Mike Williams things and is injured. So And Hunter Henry. So the three-headed monster of Eckler, Henry, and Allen is going to be in full effect if Herbert's under center. Eckler showing out and receiving. 
That's what we were looking for in drafting Eckler. He had 11 catches, 84 yards, adding, and he added 59 and a touchdown on the ground. So he had a big day. That was the big one we were kind of waiting for for him. Um, but I'm with you, man. Herbert, he looked good, and he just he makes his offense look better. Josh Kelly, the last week uh, star of the week. He started hot. He had a big run, and then he fumbled. So he just kind of got. Can't do that, man. You can't do that. He still had eight carries to Eckler's twelve. So the carries weren't there, but it was just the the involvement in the passing game that Eckler has. That Kelly's not quite there. He, he had two catches, but he's not he's not Eckler in the passing game, and they know that. We know that. Everybody knows that. So he's still getting to work. But yeah, you can't fumble, man. You can't, especially when you're like first. I think it was his first carry of the game, maybe second. You can't do that. But that's I mean that's what I came out with. It was that uh, the offensive weapons for chargers are going to be i think that much better with herbert under center than um tt i think now they sh- i mean they lost but i i don't think you can put tyrod tyrod in even i know it wasn't his fault but you can't put him in their offense i mean there's some life to it i know they've got an l but there's some life to it and i'm very excited having keenan allen having austin eckler on my team that i am fully confident in starting both of them you know, week in and week out. I don't right now sometimes, but because I have so many weapons, holler at me. But <laughs> humble brag. I'm not like the the offense isn't the. I'm. I look good. I mean, yeah, they only got 16 points, but he was slinging it. I mean, 35 of 49 for 330 yards. Just turnovers. They had he had he fumbled twice. They lost one of them, and then he threw a pick. And then Kelly had that fumble, and Keenan Allen had a fumble as well. So when you turn the ball over four times in a yeah, game, rookies do rookie shit, though, you know. Right, that's what I'm saying. That, that's what. That's why they only have 16 points and they lost the game because you got four turnovers compared to zero turnovers for the Panthers. Well, got to check down Teddy, baby. He don't. He don't make mistakes. Oh, and he did check down the the waiver wire guy, Mike Davis, coming out with yes, another sir. eight catches, caught a tutty. 13 carries. I mean, he's definitely the the guy back there. He looks good. He's not McCaffrey, but he's getting uh McCaffrey light workload. You know, it's not he's not getting the 30 touches or 25 touches a game, but he had 21 touches and 20 he had one more extra target, so that's nice. I like it. I like that play. Jets Colts don't need to talk about that horrible game. Yeah. If you had Colts defense, good for you. Yeah. Yeah, Colts defense, good job. Uh, Adam Gase, you better lose Thursday so you can get off the fucking field. You're, you've you've ruined so many quarterback lives. You've ruined so many play. I mean, Ryan Tannehill goes to Tennessee after Miami, after under Gase, becomes, uh, throw, they throw a bucket of cash, becomes, a, 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 I think he was a pro bowl this, this past year. But anyways, a, a qualified quarterback that everybody thought he was just a backup. God, who else did he have? Um, fuck, so many so many players that he's kind of ruined. Obviously, right now, Sam Darnold. <sighs> it's just the Jets, Colts, blah, whatever. Colts didn't have to do much to win that game. Still don't know about their offense. Um, Jay Tay is good. Um, Hines got in a little bit more. Ty still to remain to be seen, and Michael Pittman's down, so it's gonna be a Ty or Zach Pascal offense for a little bit. So maybe if a waiver wire for Pascal is a pickup for you. They had ten guys get targets last week. No one saw more than five, and the only person that saw five was Naheem Hines on some checkdowns from Philly Rivers. It's a weird offense. I don't really trust. I don't really like it. Let's get out of that. The great game, in my opinion, was Cowboys Seahawks. Lock it. Anybody who had Lockett, DFS, oh, you man. are juicy. 100 yards, nine catches, three touchdowns. Like, 
It was, and it was three too easy. They were easy touchdowns, too. I feel like he was wide open in all three. Wide open on all three. And DK was wide open until he started skitching and jumping and fucking going just before the end zone. What are you doing? Man, that, you can't trust a dude with a fucking pacifier in his mouth all game. Golly. But he showed out, gave me another touchdown at the end of the game. Um, DK, that's a fun team to watch. Carson did get alligator rolled with some bullshit. Luckily, it's only a sprained knee. Yeah, that was some... That dude needs to – there's got to be some repercussions for it, but the NFL hasn't said anything yet. Oh, my God. Luckily, it was nothing harmful. I mean, he, I think he might sit out this week, which is good. Just let him rest. Let him be full effect for later in the season. He still look, had a good game before that. He was still doing putting up numbers. That's a fun Seattle team. Cowboys, on the other hand, Cedric Wilson, uh, who, yeah, went off. <laughs> right. Gallup looked good. Uh, Amari Cooper had a couple catches. CeeDee Lamb. That's a good offense. But, again, it's pick your poison. It's almost like a Kansas City when it comes to skill positions. They have a lot of weapons. Obviously, we talked about them not utilizing Zeke as much. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm confused on the Cowboys and what to think about in fantasy. They have so many skilled guys. So does Seattle, but I feel like Russell Wilson utilizes them better than... Dak Prescott utilizing them. I'm not saying it's Dak's fault, but it's remained to be seen. They're one and two Cowboys, and I don't know about that team. Yeah, they're they're vibing a little weird. Uh, I don't really know what's going on. Maybe it's new coaching or whatnot. But I mean, they look good on offense. They just seems like their defense is struggling a lot. I mean, they just can't can't stop anybody. They gave up 38 to Seattle. They gave up 39 to the Falcons. Uh, week one, they only gave up 20 to the Rams. But still, it's like the last two weeks, you're just giving up way too many points. Yep, and. Jerry Jones, baby. Jerry World better step it up. You better get going here. It's true. It's true. Hey, Lions won. Damn it. Lions caught a dub versus the Cardinals. That was surprising, but. It's a weird game. Uh, I don't know how to feel about it. I feel like they're delaying the inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, frustrating for me. It's good to see Galladay back. Galladay, yes. Galladay looked good. I think he was the piece they needed to at least be competitive. What gets me is DeAndre Swift. He had two targets, one catch, 19 yards, zero carries. Like, what? Why, why, why we trade? Why are we, why are we even picking him up? Why are we draft? Why are you after doing the second round and then you go out and sign this thirty-seven-year-old? I don't know how fucking old he is. AP, like, yeah, he had 22, 36, 37, yeah, twenty-two carries, seventy-five yards, like yeah, three point four per carry. It's not, he's not doing anything special. He's doing okay, but like, you need some juice in that offense. You need some big plays and stuff you can't just go let's carry three yards carry four yards we'll do some play action we'll try a deep shot like why don't you give it to a guy that can take it to the crib not this 36 year old dude who's gonna get you three four or five yards every play well it's like less i think less than 10 picks difference maybe maybe a off maybe less than 15 picks difference uh with ceh and deandre swift the difference on just looking at them when they have the ball in their hands is astounding the way that andy reed gives ch the ball and the way lions and well i don't i haven't seen deandre swift i don't know i mean i've seen him drop a pass but it's they seem like a totally different type of per i mean i don't know what detroit is doing they they needed a a, what was it a third and goal or a a third down and conversion they keep uh tj hawkinson in the box and they lets up a sack and they everybody's like you didn't did you draft top five tight end to, to run block right how do you utilize him differently you fucking 
throw him out there to, as a pass catching fucking tight end. Utilize your guys that you 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 have. Like ugh, I can't even. I don't have words to describe this. It's, it bothers me so much. They don't. They draft these guys and they don't use them. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't get why they do this. It it bothers me so much. You get a top five pick and you use a tight end and you're barely using them. Yeah, he is a mismatch, but use him every single time you can. It bothers me so much. DeAndre Swift, if he's that good, then put, throw up so many plays that he can catch the ball in space and make him break off on motherfuckers, dude. It bothers me so much that Detroit does not utilize their draft picks like other teams. It, like, we talked about uh, Chanel. Yeah, it's Jacksonville, but they fucking draw plays. They give him the ball. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, same thing. Yeah, they're trying. T. Higgins, they made a point. They fucking... They, Healthy scratch, John Ross, who was their stud four years ago that they drafted. And like, to give, all right, T. Higgins, this is T. Higgins' day. We're going to give him as many targets as we can, drop so many plays as we can, and see opportunities. Justin Jefferson, the same way. They utilize him, get him out of the slot. These guys don't utilize their talents and fucking hide on a little blue. And it bothers me so fucking much. <laughs> I feel it, man. I let him know. It's, it's, it's wild. Well, like, how can you trust him in the fantasy owner? That's why I don't have any fucking Detroit Lions on my team. They don't fucking produce because the, the coach and staff doesn't give them the opportunity to produce. That's why I'm not drafting any fucking Lions unless your name is Kenny Galladay. And even then, I'm not touching you because Matt Stafford can't throw a fucking corner route to the fucking end zone because he, he blisters at three fucking... us. Oh, Rose up on the fucking stands. Can't talk. I'm frustrated. <laughs> we won, though. Thank God we won. Yeah, they beat the, the Cardinals. The uh... we well, uh, Cardinals lost to us. I don't think we beat the Cardinals. Kyle, Kyler Murray did not look like Kyler Murray. He threw the ball, what, three picks? And could have been four? I mean, five maybe? We dropped a lot of wide, uh The cornerbacks dropped a lot of picks. His head wasn't in it. I mean, that's what Kyler's been all season. He's got five interceptions and only four passing touchdowns. The only reason he's been killing it in fantasy world is because he has four rushing touchdowns and almost 200 yards rushing. So he's putting up all these points in fantasy. But in the real football world, I mean, yeah, they're 2-0, but you can't go into the game and throw three interceptions and expect to win that game, even if you're playing the Lions. And uh, Akuda, I mean, he got broke off. He made uh, Kyler did make him look like he was an NHL player to put him on skates, but mm-hmm. he came back with that interception. Yeah, he's still learning. I mean, he's, this is his second game. It's like he, as a cornerback, you're not just going to come in. And I mean, these guys, Jalen Ramsey, Darrell Revis, Stephon Gilmore, these are the top corners. They didn't come in their first few games, even their first season, really, and just dominate. Like, you got a lot to learn in the NFL, and he's he's out there learning. But, I mean, D Hop, how about D Hop? Doing D Hop things. 10 catches, 137. Kenyon Drake, same shit. As always, I mean, he's got 18 carries, 73 yards, just only one target. Just wasn't really involved in the passing game there. But he's, I mean, he's getting all the carries. He's getting all the work in the backfield. Chase Edmonds just kind of changed the pace, comes in here and there. Yeah, it gives him a break. I'm still in on Kenyon Drake. I think he's going to still have a good year. We're just waiting for that big, like, multi-touchdown game for him to blow up. All right, you guys want you want to talk about the Bucks and Broncos? Broncos are a fucking shit show. Yeah, who are they starting at quarterback this week? There's a Thursday game this week. I didn't know his name. I don't have no clue what his name is, to be honest with you. They signed Blake Bortles, and they're not starting Blake Bortles. Brett Rippin. What's his name? Brett Rippin. Never even heard of the guy until he came in. Brett Rippin? Boise State. He's a rookie out of Boise State. Brett? He sounds like a lacrosse player from, like, Syracuse or some shit. Yeah, I would not be surprised if Bortles comes in at some point on Thursday night. I mean, they are playing the Jets, so who knows? Um, Have they talked about... um? 
Lindsey, is Lindsey, is he coming, is he healthy? He practiced limited basis this week, and he's listed as questionable. So I feel like when you're questionable, that means you usually play. We'll see how much he plays. Cut into Melvin Gordon's workload a little bit. Gordon's been getting a lot of the snaps. He's been the workhorse there. It just hasn't paid off unless he gets in the end zone because the offense is struggling. You have a bunk-ass quarterback. What are you going to do? Fucking stack the box and let the bunk-ass quarterback try to beat you. Right, yeah, yeah. That's Plain what, fucking simple. Melvin's getting his points in, in the passing game, and then if he gets in the end zone, that's when you know he got a good week. But other than that, he, I mean, he's not gonna—he's not a guy that's gonna rush for a hundred yards in this offense right now until Drew Locke comes back. And even then, Drew Locke is still basically a rookie coming off an injury and whatnot. So it's just—it's just another not so great team in the NFL right now. Zero three start for Denver. It's not looking good. Nope. Nope, and yeah. Unless you're a Trevor Lawrence fan, then it might be looking good. I I put it put uh, a flag on Broncos as uh, Matt Stafford trade uh, candidate in this next near future. Yeah, maybe we'll see. They got to be competing to trade for a veteran. Like I know. That. So I was trying to think of like another. Let's go in the big games. These are the big Sunday night and Monday night. These are the best matchups I've seen as a Sunday night Monday night lineup in a while. Uh, Sunday night was Packers Saints, and it didn't disappoint. I thought that game was fun as fuck to watch. It was so fun. Sixty-seven total points. Aaron fucking Rodgers. Say what you want. That dude. He's back. He's back, bro. He's fucking back. I think that Jordan Love. I and don't these fucking people. They they did it to motivate. No, they didn't. They did that. That was a shit fucking draft pick. They picked Jordan Love. It was a horrible draft pick. Give him a fucking weapon. You see how this guy. Has two touchdowns for a first-round draft pick only. Payne Manning has 200-something. Drew Brees has 100-plus-something. The only thing he has is Mercedes Lewis touchdowns. There's two of them in his, in last two seasons as a first-round draft pick, and they didn't draft him. He was a, like a Jacksonville guy. And one was just the Um, He's a fucking stud. No-look passes to guys. Lazard came out and played. You, start, you had to start Lazard because Devontae Adams was injured. Aaron Jones had a solid game. John, uh, there's I I'm all in on the Packers fantasy wise this year. They they haven't disappointed. Saints on the other hand, we just talked about it. Calamari is the stud of the studs. Um, they're gonna get Michael Thomas back. He practiced this week, and they're they're full steam ahead. They're a bad. They're the best one and two team. I mean, they had a shitty loss with um the Raiders, but their guys back. They're they're five to ten yard wide receiver standout is back and Cal uh. Alvin Kamara is there. Yeah, Jared Cook got hurt, so we'll see if he's coming back or not this week. He didn't practice. They fucking today. utilize Hill and him like you know they inter- they switch those guys out. I'm not worried about that. He is a he's a big guy. He's stud, but good blocker too. That's a fun game, and it shows out. I'm high on Packers, and I'm gonna be high on Saints here pretty soon because MT is back. And then going to that Monday night game was it was fun to watch. Um, obviously these two up and coming quarterbacks, Lamar and Patrick. Mahomes. One up and coming. One up and coming. True. Sure, one up. We got one. We got one. We have one quarterback. I think one got exposed. Yeah, I mean he got exposed, but he if you go back and look, I don't think he. He's in games he's been losing in the second half. He's like 0-6. Oh and 0-6, six. Six. yeah. He, oh and six. He just can't. He's not a He's not a dude that's going to throw for 340 yards every game. That's not the offense. He missed they the wide-open Hollywood Brown, dude. That's, that's a, that, that gets him back in the fucking game. Wide-open. He had the yips ever since he was getting pressured the entire game. They did the opposite of what Tennessee Titans do. They didn't run the ball the way they should. I don't care how far they're down. You you, you are the the Baltimore Ravens. You just run the fuck out of the ball. Yeah, they were trying to keep up with the Chiefs. You can't. You can't do that, in my opinion. You you don't have Patty Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes in the backfield. You have Lamar Jackson, who is a run threat, pass second type guy. But you also have that three-headed monster backfield with 
Gus Edwards looked good too. Granted, he had way more. He had the most rushes, which I don't think should be the thing. You, you draft J.K. Dobbins. You have Mark Ingram there, but they're all three of them can spin it. They can run it. Yeah, it was a defense to me that I think let them down. They didn't. I don't. I don't know if they stopped Kansas City a handful of times, less than that, like three, maybe four times. They made them punt. It just seemed like every time Kansas City was out there, they would just march right down, either miss a field goal or just score a touchdown. I mean, my sit-em was perfect. My sit-em. My sit-em was perfect for Tyreek Hill until he got that touchdown i mean he had the, the my stat line i don't know why i did that i can't sit you can't sit tyree kill he that's what he does you know what's bad though is when you can't tell miko hardman and tyreek apart that's how fast they looked on the fucking field they are fast miko showed out i mean he only played a few snaps here and there but he still caught four for 81 and a touchdown had a deep ball uh mahomes was spreading it out man i mean offensive lineman caught a touchdown the fullback caught a touchdown tyreek got one uh miko caught the one so many good quarterbacks, dude. There's so many good quarterbacks. The elite are the cream is rising to the top. And with uh, especially with the Sunday night and Monday night, you had Patrick Mahomes, you had uh, Aaron Rodgers, you have Russell Wilson. That great game. They are the elite of the elite. They're fun to watch. Those are the guys I would pay to watch. I would pay a mission to watch them. I hate going to football games. Too much, too many people, too much crowds. I like being at home. They come from my home. But if Russell Wilson comes into town, if Patrick Mahomes comes into town, and even shit, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to that game because those guys are fucking fun to watch, dude. I'm with you. And scoring is up overall in general across the NFL. Uh, I think some people are trying to relate it to the penalties being down, which obviously yeah, helps the offense because they're not getting – the holding penalties are way down. Keeping the offense moving forward rather than back. When I mean, you get a 10-yard holding call, it's going to hurt your drive no matter what. So th- with less holding calls, these offenses are scoring more points. And without the you know, defense don't have as much to go off with no preseason and whatnot for these game plans and whatnot. So we'll see if it starts slowing down here in a little bit now that they got some game tape on these guys. But right now, man, offense is just going crazy. I mean, it seems like every week someone's both teams are putting up high 20s or in the 30s or more. Offense is booming, which means fantasy numbers are up that was it for our week three recap uh we'll be back tomorrow with our start and sit you know the champs and the chumps we'll also get our DraftKings lineup in again hopefully we win some money this week because you know we've been struggling a little bit but we'll be all right so we'll catch y'all tomorrow peace